What if you did work? What if you took action and made it happen and started living inside of your purpose? What if you did work? Right now you can make the choice to never listen to that negative voice no more. The hardest prison to escape is our own mind. I was trapped inside that prison all for a long time. To make it happen, you gotta take action. Just imagine what if it did work? All righty. I'm super stoked, super excited. Another brand new episode of What If It Did Work. And here, this man is not only the man, the myth, the legend, Doug Wood. I got to meet him plenty of times, got to meet him personally in Tennessee. And he's only been a person that has motivated me, inspired me to go for more. And without further ado, brother, I'd like to introduce you, Doug Wood. How's it going? What's up, Omar? It's finally it's it's good to finally get invited to the podcast, man. Been looking forward to this, dude. I was I, I felt unworthy. I had to have enough in the bank just because. And, and it's it's a compliment to you because you know you're a successful writer, you're a successful entrepreneur, successful husband, successful father. I, I can go on and on and on and on. What would you like to be known as? Because you're 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 a guy that wears so many different hats. It's it's not even funny. And I, and I mean that sincerely. I want to be known as just keeping it real because we're living in a world right now, which a lot of, especially entrepreneurs and entrepreneur space are putting on a facade and fake. And I think, you know, sometimes we do that to protect uh, ourselves or our image. But the truth is we're all going through the same stuff. We're all trying to figure out and overcome how to be better fathers, how to be better husbands, how to build bigger businesses, how to create a legacy for our family. Um, and it's tough some days, but you know what? You got to be honest about it. You got to be real about it and you got to keep going. And I think that's why I'm here. That's why uh, you're here. And obviously that's why we've met a lot over the last couple of years in Tennessee, because uh, we both desire the same things. Well, not only that, we, we desire positive change. We, we, most people say, hey, this is it. We're stuck. Life sucks. It is what it is. And it's furthest thing from that. Good. We control our destiny. We control our lives. I, I don't think any circumstance, you, I, you know, we're overcomers. You, we pivot. Plain and simple. That, that's how I, I would describe you. Just, just by, I, I literally picked up your book, I think right before I met you, because everybody's like, you got to read it. And, and by the way, I, I love the title, Church Boy to Millionaire, because I, I, right. I, if that's not controversial that within itself, the title, because, you know, at, at one, we have to we have to serve God. We have to serve Jesus. But yet, you know, we, we also were raised. Oh, my gosh. Money is the root of all. And it, it really isn't the root of all. the lack of money is the root of all evil. Yeah. You know, when, when that pressure is that, uh, how am I going to pay the rent? How am I going to pay my my mortgage? How am I going to pay this? That's when the evilness comes. Yeah. But but money is just a tool. But I'm, when when you were going through that title, or when you wanted that title, because it is a sledgehammer, it, it, it is something that'll wake people up when you see that, because you you have you have church and you have capitalism. And to me, you you need to have both. So I, right. I don't know why, you know, this don't talk about money, be humble. My my treasure awaits me in heaven. I, I'm sure you've 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 heard all right. those those yeah. lines. It's <laughs> and I believe obviously a part of that is true, but I think you know what? God gave us and put us on this earth right now. 
And, you know, he, I, I've been thinking a lot lately, you, you know, you, me, we are God's highest form of creation. I mean, he could have made me into a bird. Um, he could have made me into a dog just to eat and sleep and crap all day and, you know, be pet. No, he gave me spirit. And I feel like we have a lot to do on this earth. And yeah, when I chose that title, I, you know, obviously I was going through a lot and um, just kind of awakening to some new things, some things that I was taught when I was younger, that was true. And also some stuff I discovered that was not true. And I'm like, no, I'm going to start talking about the taboo subjects that people are afraid to, to kind of merge and mix together. And, you know, of course, when we're going to do anything great or big, we always reach out to our closest circle and say, hey, what do you think? So I, I put a, a group text together with a couple of family members that, right. what do you, what do you think? think? And I, I put out about five titles text thread and everyone was just like, um, this, this, that, you know, millionaire mindset. Uh, I think, you know, personal responsibility and they were good. And then I had in their church point a millionaire and almost all of them said, Oh, I would not do church point a millionaire. That's going to piss some people off. And at the time it was going to be a chapter title that, that was going to be chapter six, which is now millionaire mindset. <laughs> and, and the moment my family and most of my friends said, don't do that as a title. If you want to sell books, don't do that as a title. And I'm like, that's the title. It's freaking church boy to millionaire. And, and, and yeah, bro, it sold 15,000 copies in six months. Um, and, and you know what, if you're, you gotta do something bold, I had to take a stand and, and I was willing to challenge status quo and people have thanked me because they, most people have picked up the book because of that title. Well, I heard it on audible. I read it and it was, it was that impactful to me. It, it had a message. And to me, it's like what you said. We were to me. I always tell people if we were made in God's image, I know we were made in God's image. He wanted us to thrive. He never. Yep. He, he wanted right. us to barely get by, to barely survive, to to have the crumbs of life. If that's if I, yeah. I know he's not mediocre. So why would he make why would he make us mediocre? He wants us to be the kings of the kings, be successful. And whatever it is that we dream of and people are like, well, I pray and I don't get, but the thing is he gave us free will. He gave you sound mind, sound body when you want. Okay. Now go for it, work for it, achieve it. Because at the end of the day, would you, I know you're a grinder and you hustled and it took many years to get to who you are. Would you have appreciated it? If God, the universe, somebody's like here, Doug, I want you to, I want you guys to have all of this because you deserve it. Yeah. Well, we're, we're living in a world right now to where, and, and this was me also 12, 13 years ago, you, you start living the same year over and over again. You start saying, this is the way it ought to be. So you stop setting goals. And then you say, well, I don't really set goals. I don't need goals. I can do the work. No, you're, you're tired of setting goals because you haven't been accomplishing and meeting them. So it's easier to say you don't have goals or goals don't motivate you or what people's been telling me since I wrote the book is this is great, Doug. Money doesn't motivate me though. I'm not motivated by money. And the first thing I asked that person is, I said, do you already have your plot picked out and paid for of where you're going to be buried? And do you have your casket prepaid? And they're like, no. I said, do you have the money right now? Cause that's going to cost about 10 to $12,000 to bury you. So is that, do you already have that money set aside? And they're like, no. I'm like, well, then you're extremely selfish because somebody, i.e. your kids are going to have to bury you. And if money doesn't motivate you, are you trying to leave your kids when you leave this earth, a big old fat bill for your death? Or why don't, why doesn't that motivate you enough or find something that motivates you that is going to drive you into action. So you don't become, uh, 
uh, literally a burden to this world when you leave it, especially the people you love the most. That's what, you know, just thinking like that, Omar, I, I wish more people would kind of wake up and go, well, if money doesn't motivate you, then you better find something that freaking does and you better do it quick because it's getting awfully expensive to live in this world because prices are going up last time I checked. Especially the last year or so with after everybody got their freebies, you know, that now right. comes the the bill is due and it's called inflation. There's there's no way when somebody tells me that it usually they quit dreaming. If they ever dreamed, if they ever had goals, they probably never had them. And that's why they're like, money doesn't motivate. Well, yeah, exactly. Money is a tool. But you know what? I if I I've been broke, I I've, I've been in debt, I've been barely surviving and I was just as miserable is when I've had plenty of money. So why not make plenty of money? Money right. is, gives you choices. Money gives you better ways of having a better vacation. I remember, you know, just barely taking my my two daughters when they were toddlers. Yeah, we went to Disney World because it's, you know, we, we're in Florida, staying at whatever hotel. Yeah, that's fine. It was a great memory. We had to pay, who knows, you know, months the bill when it came to and all that, or, Hey, let's go on a ski trip. Let's go to Europe. Let's do stuff. Let's go see places and things that you read about. So you can take a test and that's it. And it's just a picture in a book. There's one thing looking at a picture in a book. And then another thing is experiencing it. I I remember like free Corona, I was still married and all that. And we went to, uh, Italy, and I saw the statue of David. Now I saw the the fake statue of David replica at Caesar's Palace, and I've seen it a million times in all the the books that I had to regurgitate and take a test to get a B or an A so I could get the cyber hugs. And it, it hit me when I actually saw it because I'm like, this is it, and and I I got teary eyed because that's what life is about. Life is about actually, it's not about taking an art appreciation or throwing up a, you know, you, you memorize something. It's about feeling and it's about creating that. And yes, money, unfortunately, it's not everything, but it's like, I think what Zig Ziglar said, it's like close to breathing. It's, it, it's right up there. It, it's close. You know, you, you need it to, you, you need to leave it, your legacy behind to your children. I know no, but nobody, well, some people are like, well, yeah, my retirement's my children. Oh, that's amazing. I, I hope you're a great parent that they want to have you and their husband or wife, you know, in, in, in the attic, in the uh, the spare bedroom. I, I hope that's, you know, that, that sounds like an amazing retirement plan to me. <laughs> right. No. And, and, and in this process, you know, because for us, T and I started in 2010 when we, you know, we, we had to take personal responsibility for our life. I couldn't, I shouldn't say we had to, we finally chose to, we stopped blaming the government. We stopped blaming the economy at the time. The housing boom had just ended. We were in the furniture business. Uh, and, 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 you know, there was a lot to blame and there was, you know, bad seasons and ups and downs and I could blame all the stuff or I could say, you know what, to your point, what if it did work? What if I took personal responsibility? What if I 
changed the trajectory of my family and my circumstances and my family and did something different versus the degree that, 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 you know, that some people have, they went to school for, they're still paying for, but they hate everything about it, but they're still doing something that they decided to do 20 years ago. And they absolutely hate it. Well, that was me. I stumbled into the furniture business with my father. I loved it. It was a family business, but you know, I finally got to the place where I was 32 years old and said, why do I keep doing this? Why am I doing this just because it was a family pass down thing. Why? You know, and and I had to look at myself and go, what am I going to do about it? And in that process, you know, we grew a lot. We, 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 we changed careers. You know, we, I lost a lot of weight. We, we started taking our health to the next level. We started helping a lot of people in a completely different industry, which is now coaching. But I started to see to your point, uh, the, the change happening in us and also my kids. And, and, you know, I think any of us as fathers, we want the absolute best for our kids. And it's also easy to look around today and go, you know what, there's sometimes not a lot of options. And we, you know, by me making a lot of money years ago, I was able to then turn around and create a better, better education for my kids and give them options. When you look around sometimes and go, man, there's not a lot of options. Well, if if Buckminster Fuller said, if the current way isn't working, and I'm paraphrasing, basically go create your own way. And that's what I had to do. And, and, and I wish more entrepreneurs would think more innovative like that and go, you know what? I got to go create this thing. But when you were in the furniture business, that was so stressful because you hit that point where you're just numb. You're like just going through the motion, but all that stress that's where the weight came in. Yeah. You and Theo were gaining weight. Right. And there, I'm sure there was that time that you're like, oh my gosh, if I stay here, you would have given yourself a heart attack. Not, not yeah. only with the stress, the unhappiness, the weight gain, you weren't living for yourself and you were living, you know, for just going through the motion with this, yeah. this furniture store that you finally said, hey, enough. I, I'm, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. And just because you made that change and you started asking yourself better questions, you, you changed the trajectory yeah. of your family, your wife, your children, generations to come. And in this process, you got a thriving business, which mm-hmm. now is coaching. You help yeah. others that have never that have had weight problems, whether mm-hmm. it's psychological or whether they just threw in the towel or they just love to eat, you've given you've changed their lives and you've changed yeah. their families' lives because there's fathers out there, there's mothers out there that and you gave them time right. by being healthy, by losing weight. And that that's just by by making that pivot. Yep. And, you know, at the end of the day, you're in a business, you and your wife, I, I love watching your, your social media, both of you guys, because you inform and, and you're not, you're not afraid to go, Hey, this is what we look like, <laughs> you know, because people can't see, you know, I, you, you guys look amazing now. There's plenty of people. Hey, I don't want to put myself out there. I don't want people to see how how I look back then. But you do that, yeah. and you you give people that opportunity. And not only do they lose weight, but by you coaching them and by you showing them the way, 
they're coaching other people and they're selling products to give people time, to give people energy, mm-hmm. to give people life. Yeah. And, and that's what we love to do. And, you know, it was nice to, took me till I was 32 to start figuring out what my unique ability is. I think today, the, the more the buzzword is niche or, you know, what is your niche or niche? I, I just look at it as, you know, I was put on this earth to, I believe, breathe life into others and to show other people what was possible through an authentic journey. You know, because you went to a lot of the same conferences I have through the years. And you can you can tell Omar today, the speaker on stage that's walking the walk versus getting paid to talk that talk. And the people who are living, or maybe they did once walk that walk, but they haven't walked it in seven years, but they're getting paid to talk about it. And you can tell when they're name dropping and they're kind of just talking about what they used to do or what they did today and yesterday. And I just decided because I was always, a, I would say, a decently gifted communicator, like to my staff, I could motivate the hell out of my staff um, and, you know, my sales team at my furniture store. But I just, it kind of left me feeling empty. Um, man, I'm like, man, I want to give life. I didn't want to just motivate people to sell furniture. I wanted to motivate people to to create their own best life. And when I took responsibility and lost 74 pounds of myself, and then I started coaching others that liberated something in me. And it was just like, whoa, this is what my unique ability is, is to literally help other people win in areas that are important to us all. And for me, it's being a better father, taking people's health to the next level and calling out the greatness that I think a lot of us, especially as men, we just kind of start clamming up and go into our, our, our shell or our provider shell. And we kind of live the remaining 40 years of our life a little bit on autopilot. And we, we really stop living and growing. And, and I love seeing people, uh, a, a new, a new drive get activated in somebody to, to chase and not to give up and not to just live at status quo, but to do something great. And, you know, I'm, 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 I'm thankful I discovered what my unique ability is and uh, because I'm living a more fulfilled life when I am in service of mankind. Well, you found your purpose. Mm-hmm. You, found, you found that. And to me, you were restless or you were just going through the motions because your soul was unhappy. Your soul was trying to tell you, you know what? It's not selling furniture. You are a person you are a man that's supposed to inspire, supposed to lead, supposed to help out other people. And you're, you're doing that. Now, was was there like that a bunch of people pushing back and going, why are you going to go into the health industry? Because, oh, it's a dog eat dog world. There's, there's so much comp- competition. There's GNC. There's this. There's that. There's millions of different MLMs. There's millions of different. How are you going to survive? How, why, why would you leave something safe? Yeah. I think that was the biggest one was safe. And also when you're dealing with a health of someone, you know, I'm not just obviously selling diet pills and junk. I'm like, I'm really getting in there and helping people completely change their habits. You're disrupting people's comfort and norms that they've built a life on. And I realized when we got healthy, that caused discomfort with even friends in our church or friends in our current life, because 
you know, let's face it. We treat sometimes bigger people different, or we feel like we can one up them. And then when we started losing weight, uh, friends got jealous or they start telling, I hear this still to this day. My clients are always telling me like, Doug, so-and-so says I'm looking too skinny. No, it's that you're getting skinnier than them is what's disrupting them. And, and you're always going to, I think, I think that's a little bit of part of human norms, but, but no, we, we chose to get healthy. We chose to push past the people that we once respected that were then giving us crap or be careful, be safe. Hey, don't get too involved. Hey, you got a good thing going, man. You have a dream life. And you know, it was, it's funny how they're measuring my dream life because I had a boat in the driveway that they didn't know that I was five months behind on payments on. I had two to three cars in the driveway. I had the house. I had the, the kids were in private school. Everyone's just like, man, they've made it. Is that, is that really what the American dream is when somebody can get a loan out for everything? And don't get me wrong. We weren't living that far out of our means. But again, I think you can live a decent life when you're making payments. Um, but I'm like, I don't want to live a decent life. I'm not doing this for show. I want to do something great and with meaning and purpose. And uh, and so, yeah, we were willing to totally recreate ourselves and reinvent ourselves. And that disrupted, especially family. But you know what? You got to look for evidence in the people who are giving you either advice or suggestions. And you got to say, do, do they have enough fruit or evidence going for them that I should be listening to them? Or are they just speaking out of a fear or a dream or an insecurity that they gave up on? A lot of times, though, it's it, human nature. It's fear of like, well, if Doug and Tia make if they make it, what about us? Mm -hmm. Like, we're, we're, we're going to be lower than them. And it's like, well, then we're unworthy because... And it also hurts because when you see other people succeed and you're in your comfort zone and you don't want to go for more and you quit dreaming, you quit having goals. It, it, to me, it's like that, like Mike Tyson punched to the face because it's like, oh, my gosh, that he proved us wrong. You, you guys did something that we can't even think of. Because it's outside of our norm. We can't even think that way. And, and it, it, it's more like that. Like, oh, gosh, that hurts. Because if maybe if I would have done something, if, if I would have dreamt, if I would have put some effort, if I would have written down my goals, if I would have gone down a different path, I could do it. And now it's like, well, they, they're way past us now. And we, we not only have we lost them as, as friends, but now we're stuck here and we misery loves company. It's like, well, that, that's why a lot of times friends or people that we think they're friends and all that, they, they, they want to see you fail because then it, it gives up. Well, phew, thank God I didn't try. Thank, thank, thank God I didn't try to succeed because you see the Doug couldn't do it. And he tried. At least I'm safe. I, I didn't go out there. I, we all knew this. This was what what was going to happen. It, it's more of a an out for them instead of because yeah. to me, I, I mean, I've never been a hater. Whenever I see people succeed or go way past, hey, more power to them. And in fact, that inspires me because it means maybe I I'm not dreaming big enough. Maybe I'm not planning 
for bigger goals. Maybe yeah. I'm not doing the work that I, I think I should be doing. So to me, it, I, I use that as inspiration and, and the rocket fuel to kick me in the butt. It's not like I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't, I can't believe Doug's on another vacation. I, I can't, I can't believe Doug is selling more. I can't believe he's he's doing more. In fact, mm-hmm. hey, the, that's that's why I love being in rooms where I'm I'm the poorest or, or, or I'm the dumbest because mm-hmm. it's like, hey, I I better level up. You know, it's not like I'm like, hey. I, I don't, I don't want to feel like I'm, I'm John Travolta from Pulp Fiction or have all this swagger because I, I'm in a room full of knuckleheads and, and I, I'm, I'm the top dog. I'm, hey, I'm, I, I don't mind being the, the you know, the, the bottom person on the totem pole because to me, in my head, hey, watch me now. I, I might be here now, but give me time, give me the opportunity, and I'll, I'll, I'll be there in no time. Yeah, for sure. And that's happens when, and I used to think this way, when you operate from a place of there's only eight pieces to this pie and I got to get my slice. And if if I'm lucky, I get two slices and as if it's going to be gone. And, you know, this, this, this world, the government is printing so much money, you know, and we chose to start operating from an infinite amount of like, no, there is unlimited resources out there. There's unlimited income. Uh, you got to go get it and you're and you doing well is not robbing from somebody else. Now, if you're in a corporate structure, listen to this listeners, if you're in a bad structure to where there's only room for one man at the top, that's why you got to be careful with some of these, <laughs> hence I say MLMs or, or even companies, corporate companies that I could name right now. There's only one room for one CEO. There's only room for one president, one vice president. There's only six key management positions. And you are in a dog eat dog world because yeah, the the person training you is not going to train you good enough to outdo them. So just make sure that your environment is producing abundance and not not producing lack. Also, business owners listening to this, make sure that your compensation plan supports abundance to where everybody can win and you don't go in and tweak the comp plan the moment your team starts performing. That's a great way to lose morale and to lose quality. Uh, you know, amazing people. But, you know, one last thing on that, Omar, is just be prepared, everybody. You, when you start leveling up in life, in your health, your marriage, your faith, your income, your quality of life, expect for it to be lonely if you're doing it right. Um, but the, the, the fear in us, we want to run and keep all of our friends happy and we want to appease the relationships. No, hold your boundaries, hold the line. Um, Get make people get on your level, um, but don't apologize for the growth that you're experiencing and who you're becoming. Because if you're doing it right, it is going to seem lonely for a season. But trust me, there's a whole new batch of friends like I have with you uh, that we've met through both of us leveling up in our own ways. But we come together once or twice a year to connect in person. The thing I've, I've noticed is when it comes to companies like that, and whether it's MLM or publicly traded or even small businesses, the, the scarcity mindset comes from either being a boss mm. and not being a leader. That's mm-hmm. when you have bosses, middle management that are fearful of training people the right way because they're fearful that, hey, if I train them, if I have an amazing staff, these guys are going to leave me. 
So, and they're, they're, they're the companies or the people that, that print out like an encyclopedia of what you cannot do. The, the rules, the rules of working for our, co- our corporation, what you cannot do. And if, if you're lucky enough, after two years, you'll get a week off. And after three or five years, you'll get two weeks off. And it's like that, that scarcity keeps a company down, especially entrepreneurs, small businesses that live in scarcity that, that think that, you know, an employee's out to get you, to steal from you or to, to steal time. If, if you're not letting the person thrive, your company's not going to thrive. And, and when you're in abundance and when you know that, you know, God, the universe, there's just so much out there. Hey, if people don't know that there's plenty and infinite amount of money, the government will show you every time they turn on the Xerox machine and start printing out more money. So, and I'm sure you hear this all the time. That that scarcity mindset is also the, well, the woods are making money. It it must be taken away from someone else's pile. Because I've heard that, oh, well, that successful people, entrepreneurs, rich people, they must have hurt someone else. And it's like, what, what wackiness, or I've, I've heard this one. Well, you, you, you better, you better. What about charity? What about charity? And it's like, I give my time. I give my money. I don't, I don't need to be doing all that. Just because I, just because you're, you're, you're struggling. What, what, what amount of charity work are you doing? You know, it's like, it's, it's like, why would you hate on the billionaire who can stroke a check or do more? The person barely not drowning, just surviving, struggling at 40, 50 K a year with Wazoo debt. They ain't doing charity work. They're, they're, they're no Mother Teresa. They're no, you know, they're, they're not giving out their time, much less money. So uh, it, it's just crazy that they, they feel the scarcity mindset's like, well, hey, you know what? This, this, this limited amount of money, you, you took that from, from somewhere. And, and that's why, like, the haters, like, oh, we, we hate Howard Schultz, the billionaire at Starbucks. And it's like, well, he just created a demand out of thin air. No, yep. nobody, you know, I, I don't, I don't think anybody, I, I don't think he purpose purposely went city to city stealing money from people. Well, <laughs> to, but it, it, it's, it's this, but that that's the scarcity mindset too also says, Hey, be, being middle-class is great. I, and I, have you ever wondered what, like when we were growing up, it was always great to see people thrive. And yeah. these were people to look up to. And now whenever you have entrepreneurs, whether you have the, the more successful you are, it's like we need to throw rocks at them. We we need to damn them. Yeah. And you know, we need to cyber hug. We need to love each other that's struggling. I I I, I don't know where that switch happened or why that happened. Well. Aren't, aren't people interesting? And we 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 are all interesting humans. It, ex- exactly, exactly. But but hey, you you know what? Who 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 knows? Who knows what will be in five years? And ju- just on that that mind that mindset. That but and that's that's like what you you said when you you level up and when you you do bigger and better things, you'll find a newer 
yeah. inner circle. You'll, you'll find right. when, when people ask me, hey, why aren't you hanging out with all these people that you grew up with and all that? It's because, because I'm on a different plane, man. I'm not... You know, I, yeah, I, I live 20 miles from where I grew up, like most people. But that's a different time. That's a different, I, I'm, I'm not here to reminisce about what happened 20, 30 years ago. Let's create more memories now, but let's level up. That's right. Let, let's have the epic trips. You know, we don't need to be staying at the Ramada Inn or at the Holiday Inn. <laughs> let's let, let's let's live the life of the Four Seasons. Let's live the life of the JW Marriott, the, the Marriott Marquis, the the you know stuff like that. And uh, I mean, the, the more successful we become, that that's why you start shedding shedding people because they're like, oh well, that that he's not the same person, and. Mm-hmm. I, I sure as shit hope I'm not the same person I was, you know, last year, much less, you know, 10 years ago. I became a butterfly, baby. I became a butterfly. I was meant to, exactly. meant to grow my wings. I, I, I always hear that. Well, well, you've changed. Well, I'm like, shit, yeah. You know, that 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 guy was an introvert. That guy couldn't sell sell water to a man dying of thirst. Yes, I I I, I hope I, I I'm always evolving. I you know, and, and people people it's like, so how how can I do that? Well, do something different. You've been doing right. the same thing five years, ten years. When when is now a good time to change? That I, I, it's like, it's like that person that you always hear. I'm sure you hear this all the time. It's got to be my genes. It's got to be my genetics, my grandparents and all that. It's not the pizza. It's not the, the simple carbs that I load up every, every, every time I'm unhappy or every time I'm, I'm happy because I, I use food for an emotion. So, right. Um, I, I I don't think you can help me because I'm I'm stuck here. I'm stuck in my my jeans. This the size forty, the forty two right. jeans. <laughs> yeah, I used to say I was I used to say I was big boned. No, <laughs> oh, oh don't worry. I, you, at, at fifty pounds heavier, it was always like, well, you know, it's my age, of course, and you know, I was married at the time, so it, it's always all these bullshit excuses, right? Well, you know, I don't have time to work out. I have time to eat pizza or I have time to eat bacon cheeseburgers, but you know, I, I don't have time. And and that's something you you hear you you hear people and I, I'm sure they're like, well, the woods can lose if they can maintain and all that because they have more time. And it's like, no, everybody has 24 hours a day. And in fact, you just have better time management. You you right. you make things a must. You 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 run you a school now, which we're going to get into. You have businesses. You have your kids are getting older. Older kids equal bigger problems. Then you know it's it's not all toddler stuff. That hey, you know they had a great day at preschool. You know the, right. you you have you have you you have more things to worry about. In the yeah. 24 hours a day, then your average person that keeps on saying, I don't have time to work out. I don't have time to look at what I eat. I don't have time for supplements, vitamins, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, exactly. Um, you nailed it. Now, this is what I find amazing. You're a successful 
writer. You're you're a successful coach, successful business person. And then you decided, hey, you know what? I don't like the way the school system's going. You're 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 like you you're like the guy that that fights the currents and everything, but to prove them wrong. Mm-hmm. What made you decide? I don't like academia. I don't like the way they're treating our children. Like, what was that aha moment for you? I began to see signs of my growth, and I was obviously starting to work with my girls a lot more. But I, you know, I was paying, putting my kids in the best private school here in Scottsdale, Arizona. Um, great, great school. But I just felt like something was missing. And I felt like, you know, the educators today, they're real proud of how, you know, I've been a teacher for 30 years. I've been for 20. I've been for 40. And again, I think that is incredible service that many of these teachers set out years ago to, to, to be, uh, to equip our children today. So I, I don't want this to sound like a knock to every teacher because I, we need more teachers and, and educators that will get in there and raise this next generation. But I also think the educators' hands are tied because they haven't really been in the game. They've been teaching the game of life, but they've been in a system. It's kind of like politicians uh, trying to run a business. Some of the people, including different presidents from time to time, have never had a real job in their life since they were 20. They've been in politics. So their actual credibility for uh, relating to the everyday American is somewhat lacking because they haven't really lived like we've lived. Well, I, I began to see this in the educators that were teaching my kids. They had good ideas. They had good thoughts. They were teaching great things out of the books and the computers, but I felt like I was more unschooling them than if anything. And then here was the, here was the hammer that dropped. I wanted to take my kids to the Holy lands in Israel in 2018 for spring break. And we planned an extended weekend on both sides. Plus the kids, I knew we'd come back totally jet lagged. So I was going to ask for that Monday and Tuesday off by the time we got in on Monday. And our, our teacher gave us so much crap because they kept saying, you're taking your kids out of school. You're taking your kids out of school. And I'm like, I know I'm taking them to do events with me or to have them work the sales booth, or in this case, go to Israel and see the Holy lands. And meanwhile, it was a Christian school. And I came back the girls came back from school they were, or to school. They were all excited. And they said, dad, I got, my teacher was not happy. I'm like, well, did they ask about Israel? Did they have you get up and tell the class about it or anything? And again, these are just little, you know, second and third grade girls at the time. And they're, they're just like, Nope. And I'm thinking, here I took my kids to Israel and like there's something wrong with this when they get flack for actually going and living life and living school versus learning about it in a book. And so I did some research and bunch of bunch of things like that and and found a partner of mine in Oregon. It's a long story, but I said, you know what, I need to start a school uh, that is innovative, that's getting on the front end in education, it's a more entrepreneurial focused. And more anything, Omar, that is a school that is created for today's world we're living in versus the school or the year the 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 world that we grew up in 30 or 40 years ago, because there's a massive, massive gap. Not only is there a massive gap, but the school system has been the same system that our great grandparents. Yeah, it, it hasn't changed, and I I hear you. I well, I was married at the time. My my wife and I we we took our kids to 
10x, which is, you know, entrepreneurship, business mm-hmm. 101, the real world. What I got uh, shit from social media. Yep. Oh my gosh, missing school, missing stuff that they'll never learn, never use in the real world, like square right. dancing or, you know, whatever goofy crap. And the teachers gave them crap too. And it was like, so they got the chance to meet Grant Cardone, a billionaire now, not close to it, Elena, and a bunch of speakers, Sarah Blakely, CEO, founder of Spanx, all these entrepreneurs, all these thriving people, but that's not learning. And and that's why I, I get it. When I see you guys going on all these trips and all that, one thing is, to me, I would say a child immersed going somewhere to Europe, going to Asia, going that being there is learning a lot more than an educator or a teacher reading about the subject of Venice or uh, about the Vatican, about whatever about the great wall and, and you, you see a little picture or you, you see a little slide. Okay. These are the things that you need to memorize because it's more like, Hey, we're going to teach you just to pass these standardized tests that we need. You know, yep. who cares if, if you, if you've learned anything, we just need you to pass a test, especially like in a public school. Cause you know, you have that state test and all that. So just throw up everything that we're going to cram down your throat at the end of the year. And it's crazy because, you know, not, not to knock the, the school system, but they've never taught you uh, until this day, both college and being in high school and all that. No, they've never been like, well, here, this is how to, how, how to buy a stock, right. how, how to open up a checking account, how to apply for a mortgage. Yeah. How, you know, they, they have classes like, you know, on, on fam, on family living, but it's carrying around a, an egg for like mm-hmm. a week. I, I don't, I've, I, I had two daughters. They, it was way harder than carrying around the locker in my locker, you know, a hard boiled egg for a week. <laughs> and, yeah, it is. And I think that that's where us as parents, we've got to take a good look and, you know, parents are listening. We, we've got to take personal responsibility for our kids' education, our future. The government doesn't, I'm not even going to say they don't even care about your kids because I don't know that to be true, but here's what I know. They don't know your kids like you do. And I want you to look in your kid's eyes. I think you need to, everyone needs to be paying attention to not just getting your kids good grades, but how are they emotionally doing? How are they spiritually doing? How's their heart? How's their soul? What questions are coming up? What are taboo subjects that maybe people are just saying, oh, this is normal or buzzword Omar this last year, this is the new normal. And I'm not talking just talking Corona stuff. I'm talking, oh, this is just the way it is now. This is the way kids are now. Well, is it really? And I think us as parents have every right to question. I think we should be questioning everything because we are responsible for putting and raising our kids in this generation, not just having the school system or the teachers educate them. And uh, who knows what they're they're breathing into your kids. I mean, they get a lot of time with our kids at a, at a public or a private school. So it, are you getting more time with them? Or are you getting to having the system get more time with them? So you better stay in there and and have these hard conversations with them. You know, whenever somebody ever tells me that little 
cute phrase, the it's a new a new norm. I'm stubborn. But I, I've never listened. Shoot, if if, if I would have listened to that, I'd, I'd be probably still making like 50k, uh, working in a cubicle, living right. someone else's dreams, or working for someone else's dreams. But when somebody tells me new norm on what, that might be your new normal. Yeah, your new normal. I, I, I I don't listen to people. Yeah, I oh my gosh, but this this pandemic, you know what? I I've had Corona twice. Who cares? What, you know, suck it up. In, in fact. Here, it, it, it's not as bad. Yeah, I know if you have underlying conditions and all that, it work out. Eat clean, cleanish. You don't, you don't have to, you know, do that. And yeah, positive thinking. Put positive, positive stuff in your head. I, I, the second time, the first time, I was one of the first ones to get it. So you know, I was believing the mass. Oh my gosh, I'm, I'm dying here. I, I better write my obituary. The second day, I'm like, oh my gosh, when 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 am I going to be put on a ventilator? And then on the third day, I'm like, okay. And the second time around, the same thing. And, and it's like, live your life. Before before Corona, I, I lived my life because every day is a gift given by Jesus, given by God. And you know, same thing. I it, I, I travel where I want to travel. I, I I live life to the fullest. I, I've lived, I've loved, done all the above. You know, if some place requires me a mask, sure, I'll 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 wear it uh, standing up, and I'll take it st- sit. I'll take it off sitting down, so nobody gets the the rona. But but you know, it, it's but that new norm. It, it's just like saying an excuse, like, well, I I can't. I, I would have gone out for my dreams. I would have done more, but this is the new normal. I don't know when the, this will never end. So it, it's like an out, you know, like I, 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 I can't work on my dreams. I can't create a business. I can't create a side hustle. I can't lose weight with the woods. I can't, I can't, I can't because there's a new norm because it, it's easier to, to, to give up on life by blaming either the government, blaming, blaming, Corona blaming. There's always going to be something new, and you know what? Once we get past this deadly ep- epidemic, there's always going to be something out there. The boogeyman. There's always going to be something out there. You know, <laughs> you know. We we better check under underneath our bed for the boogeyman. We we better check to make sure that no all our knives are in place. That Jason or wh- wh- whatever Halloween killer out there, Michael Myers. Isn't there? there? There's always an excuse. So that's why. Hey, now's the time. Now, now, now's the time to give you a call if you haven't lost weight. Now, now's the time to check on on your social media. Now, now's the time to read that book to get get you off your ass. Life isn't hard. We we just pretend it is by creating excuses on why we can't do something. Yeah, all in our head, man. We our our, mouth, our mind and mouth are powerful tools, and when we use them against us, or we have somebody else do the thinking for us, uh, we become very dangerous to ourselves. And that's why, yeah, I think we this thing ends when we decide it personally that it ended. I mean, for for me, the pandemic ended in uh, May of two thousand and twenty um, because my wife and I decided that we had 
we had done our part. We're going to continue to be safe, be wise, pray for those people, stay in. If you get sick, we're going to go back to actually doing things. When you were, when you grew up, you, you, you stayed home. If you were sick, you, you, you know, you, you, you ate right. You exercised, you, you did the basic things right. And, um, you know, I would encourage, I would encourage obviously everybody listening to, 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 to do something similar, but it has to be, you know, has to be for, for you. We all have to do uh, what we got to do in this season. Well, we, we do things based on what our soul, what drives us. What happens to a lot of people is they try to, you know, new year, this is 2022, new year resolutions. I need to do all this. And they have a laundry list of things that they need to change, but it's not what they want. They, yeah. they just say it because, you know, someone else says it. So, and they're never, they're always vague. Well, I want to lose weight. Well, how much weight do you need to lose? How much? By when? You know, I want to lose weight. Well, that can be a pound. Congratulations. I lost weight. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, want to, I want to quit drinking. I want to quit smoking. But you have to have a strong enough. Why? Why is it? Is it because you want to live longer so that you can walk your daughters down the aisle? Is it because you want to meet your grandchildren? Then that's a strong enough why. If you if you just say, oh, because it's it's the right thing to say. Yep. But, but one, one, one thing's talking the talk, but another thing's like actually living, living the life that right. we were supposed to be living. And that's why, like when you said. It, it's it's simple. Just live life. I I don't I don't look at the numbers to how how much it, it doesn't affect me whether you know more people got the cold, got the flu, got the corona. Okay, yeah, like I said, I got it twice. Yeah. All all it did was I I was out of commission, just like any other disease, any other flu, any other thing. Yeah. And then it's like life. You fall. What do you do? Every time you fell, you you got right up. I, I, I've seen it. I've read it. And that's that's a simple. It's what what I think is that it's all common sense, but we pretend we you know we're waiting for the answer. We're we're waiting for 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 the the new secret formula for success. Whether it's you know we we want abs within you know two days, even though we've we've eaten horrible for 20 years you know we want that we want our abs delivered with uber eats exactly with with the mcdonald's (laughs) at 20 percent upcharge or 30 we want that we want success well yes i i I want i want a happy marriage but i don't want to put in the work i I want to watch two college football games on saturday two college two nfl games on sunday and on Monday, and then on the other days, I want to watch ESPN and I want sports and I, I want my wife to love me and I, I want to have an amazing relationship, but I don't want to put the time in. And then I'm going to, I'm going to bitch and wonder why, you know, think things aren't, aren't connecting. <laughs> Fascinating. You're laughing because it's, it's true though, right? Exactly. It's true. You, you you hear all these people. That's why I, I know you you hear the song and dance. Oh gosh, dog! I've I've been with you guys for like three weeks now. Where are my abs? 
<laughs> I need to lose another 60 pounds, but why? It's just, this is just too hard. Why, why does it require work? You know, and, and any success requ- requires work and, and people are just like mind blown by, by the honesty, you know, people will, people are waiting, people are waiting for a cure for Corona. People are waiting for a new, new diet. People right. are, are, are waiting for a new John Gray book on men are from Mars and women are from Venus. This will give us all the answers on how to, how to communicate with the opposite sex. You know, Oh, they're, I'm waiting for a new way to invest. I'm looking for a new way of getting passive income. Is there anything that I can just invest a thousand dollars and I get twenty thousand dollars back in return in a month? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know, I, I tell you know where we a lot of times too. They don't like us because we're honest, right? And we say, "Hey, what are you going to give up?" Yeah. In, in order to become the person that you want to be. And yeah, it's going to take time. You know, you, you aren't an overnight success. You know, we, people, people might drop in and start watching you on social media. And yeah, this is, this is the fruit of your, your labor. These are the crops you, you're reaping, you're sowing and all that other Farm farmology stuff. Uh, I, I, you know, city boy, but yet they didn't see the years the, of you, your family sacrificing. Right. Yep. And, and and I've you know that that's that that's what's crazy is I, I don't. It's not just talking to you and I that we've had the struggle, but just any any book. You know, because people only read love fiction, love the the Harry Potter books and all that. But there, there always there has to be resolve. There has to. It's even been in the Bible. Every book, yeah. it, it, it takes sacrifice. It takes dedication. But yet, here we here people are. You know, people people want to hear from you from you and your wife. Yeah, yeah. You, you can lose weight. Just, just sign up. Thirty days with us. You're you're gonna look like Ronnie Coleman, Arnold Schwarzenegger. You're gonna look like a, a Hawaiian Tropic model in, in no time. And then after that, after you lose all that weight, you can eat all the pizza, all the donuts, all all the Hostess snacks. Hey, the sky's the limit because you know that that's what that's what people want to hear. The, yep. the truth the truth hurts. The truth sucks. <laughs> So, more importantly, how do people find you, find your company, find your school? Because at the end of the day, I, I think more and more people are, are, are tired, tired of their, their kids learning inconsequential stuff. They're, they're tired of being fat. It, it, it's tiring being overweight. We, we've both been there. Doesn't that suck? You you sit on the friggin' couch all day. You watch football. You drink beer, and you're tired. You're like, holy smokes! But I didn't get up. So mm-hmm. I, I know people are tired of that. They're they're tired of being on the sidelines. They're tired of the crumbs. How how do they find you on all these avenues so you can get them a swift kick in the ass and show them? Hey, there you go. <laughs> That's what we all need, right? Exactly. Uh, yeah, over on Instagram, the real Doug Wood, 
is um, I'm there every day, all day. I live my life literally very public there, uh, especially on my story. But all the links to my school, ValorGlobalOnline.org, um, ChurchPointAMillionaire.com, of course, has my book and e-course and all beyond, dude. This has been cool. I love jam sessions with you, and uh, this has been awesome. You know what? I I love I love meeting every time. I meet you and we shoot the shit. I level up. I I saw you a- after I read the book. That's what inspired me to to write the book because you know, I, it, it wasn't it, it wasn't fantasy. It was a book. Hey, get off your ass. You know, we we we've, mm-hmm. we've overcome a lot. And that that's hey, I, I, like I like I said, I I saw, I, I don't, when was Monster Nation? Saw you there. I've seen you multi, a bunch of times, but right. the older we get, you know, it all blends in. And every time it's like, I need to level up. And that's why I know, that's why, and, and I, I was honest. I, I didn't want you as one of my first guests because I wanted to have the ability to be able to ask, to be able to talk, to able to communicate. So, you know, you, you, you're not filler. You're you're a person that hey, you want your kids to to have a better better education. Yep. Hey, that that it is what it is. Some people will say, hey, that's not. That, you usually it's closed minded people, but you're giving people opportunities. You're giving people the opportunity to thrive. You're giving yep. people the opportunity to read a book. Do, do you have? Are you are you going to write another book, or is this like your? Your your masterpiece that hey I, I ain't a one hit wonder <laughs> uh, yeah I'm working on something working on something now it'll most likely be out in 2023 so in fact it will be out in 2023 okay well you know I I'm I'm going to definitely buy that and we're definitely <laughs> going to be in the same rooms and all that man and hey thank you for the opportunity usually I ask people what's their definition of what if it did work but you said it earlier on your own and Shoot! If if you're not a living example of it, hey, buy the book. I I don't I don't plug books that I don't believe in. I believe in your books. I I believe in your mission, and I love you, brother. Thanks thanks for the opportunity. Thank you, man. All righty, love you, man. See you in the near future. All right, brother. I never told no one that. My whole life I've been holding back Every time I load my gun up So I can shoot for the stars I hear a voice like Who do you think you are? Negative thoughts come to mind When I start thinking bold Like why you chasing dreams? Aren't you getting kind of old? I knew I needed help I had no self-confidence Didn't believe in myself I tried not to feel or listen to my intuition To start a business But before I even started I feel like it's finished You got a vision And let me say I don't care if they your blood Got the same DNA They can't feel how you feel They can't see what you see Wanna change your life You gotta change the way you think The thoughts in your mind Is the boss of your life Nothing but good vibes Every day I'm thinking like What if it did what if you took action and made it happen and started living inside of your purpose? What if it did work? Right now you can make the choice to never listen to that negative voice no more. The hardest prison to escape is our own mind. I was trapped inside that prison all for a long time. To make it happen, you gotta take action. Just imagine what if it did work.